It's time for Speaking of Speaking, quick tips and tools to take you from stage fright to spotlight. This podcast gives you an inside look from the world of public speaking and speaking secrets you need to be bold from the stage, no matter what business you're in. The host of Speaking of Speaking, Carl Richards. Thank you, Matt. Welcome to another edition of the Speaking of Speaking podcast. We are continuing our five-part series on, I just got back from a trip to Cuba. I just got back from a trip to Cuba. You will not believe all the fun, all the experiences that I had when I was there. Does this sound like storytelling? (laughs) It is. And hopefully these pro tips have helped you along the way this past three weeks. Today, we're talking about food. All of these tips, by the way, they are designed to bring some more depth, some more enrichment, some more character, some more color to your stories. One of the challenges that people have when they tell stories is they either give too much detail or they don't give enough, or they speak in generalities. Well, what we're doing here is giving you some crystal clear ways and examples that you can add that color, add those experiences so that just uh, just enough of a brush stroke. Sometimes that's, uh, that's all it takes. If, we're, if we were talking about, let's say this were art. Sometimes all it needs is one additional brush stroke, and then all of a sudden everything comes together. All right. So that's what the storytelling is all about. So today we're talking all about food. And I know what you're thinking. If you've been to Cuba, you know, oh, food. Sometimes food in Cuba is not desirable. And here's the thing with food in Cuba. It all depends on where you go and it all depends on what you're eating. So if you eat what the locals eat, you can't go wrong. Now, sometimes we don't know what the locals eat. We've possibly never had that type of food before. In some cases, at resorts, they try and mimic or copy what we do in North America. I'm from Canada. If you're listening in the United States, maybe you're expecting they're going to be able to know how to cook a Kansas City steak. They will not know how to do that. (laughs) But let's face it, we all love food and we all want a positive experience when we're eating. We don't want to have indigestion or or any other intestinal inconveniences. So we all want to make sure that we're experiencing something that is positive. Here's the thing. Sometimes it's not positive or it's very different from what we're used to. If it's different from what we're used to, that's okay. Do you have something to compare it to? I'll give you an example. Quite often I have said when you go to Cuba, I've actually just stated it, eat what the locals eat. You can't go wrong with seafood. You can't go wrong with fresh fruit. I don't know how much guava and guava juice and fresh pineapple and and, and fresh watermelon I ate the whole week I was there. But I also, on two separate occasions, had flatbread pizza. Flatbread pizza. And would you believe it was unbelievably delicious. Different, but unbelievably delicious. And here's why. Number one, I don't think they understand pizza dough, but that's okay. They don't have to because they create these amazing flatbread pizzas. So they take a piece of flatbread, they put a little bit of sauce on it, shredded ham. Now we weren't sure at first if the ham was shredded, if it was canned, if it was previously frozen, but we're pretty sure it was shredded because it didn't look like canned ham and it didn't look like it had been frozen. Anyhow, some ham and Let's face it, I like pineapple on pizza. We're not going to get into that debate today, but you put some pineapple on, some fresh ham, 
some light on the tomato sauce. They were very light on the tomato sauce and just a little bit of cheese on top. Not the mounds and pounds of cheese that we're used to on our pizzas. Just a little bit of cheese for flavor. And then they bake it. And then they bring it to your table. And I have to say, it was delicious. Was it different? Absolutely. Was it delicious? Yes. Could I replicate it? Probably. But you know what? They did a really good job. And that doesn't always happen. I get that. When there's food experiences, it's not always the same as what we're used to. But think about when you're doing this. Remember, food tells many stories. Food talks about wealth. Cuba is not a very wealthy country. There are quite often shortages, not just of certain items like toiletry items and paper items and stuff like that, but sometimes there are food shortages, so they have to make do with what they have. And they really do a good job at that. They're very good at improvisation in that area because of it not being a very wealthy country. So food tells the story of wealth. Food tells the story of culture. Like I said earlier, you cannot go wrong with seafood in Cuba. As a matter of fact, some of the best lobster I've ever had has been in Cuba. The best fish I've ever tasted, mahi-mahi, freshly caught that day or within a day or two, was in Cuba. But it also speaks to geography. Now, we already talked about geography a little bit. We talked about the Cuban lunch that we had, and it was just amazing. But it does talk about that too. So pro tip number one, draw a parallel, just like I did. I talked about the flatbread pizza, how it's made in Cuba. They don't use a lot of cheese. They don't use a lot of tomato sauce, but they're using fresh ingredients. They're using ham that is probably pigs that are raised right there. Uh, And they're also using pineapple, which no doubt it's not from a can. You can almost guarantee it's fresh. Look for the humor. Sometimes there's humor to be had. When we were there, we were booking an a la carte restaurant and we went and we booked Tex-Mex. Now, when you look up Tex-Mex, it tends to be a lot of tacos and burritos and things like that. Well, their version of Tex-Mex is completely different. It's not Tex-Mex. It's a steakhouse, basically. But can you imagine going to a Tex-Mex restaurant in North America and they give you a steak or lamb chop? or pork chop, or chicken breast. Not a taco to be seen anywhere. <laughs> okay, so so look for the humorous examples if you can. And you can go for shock factor, but try and keep it positive. So here's a shock factor example. At the buffet, I believe it was day three, they didn't have a lot of seafood, which is unusual, but maybe there's a bit of a shortage. As I said, there quite often there are shortages in Cuba, which is surprising it would be a seafood shortage. Anyhow, I was really craving something other than just white fish. So I was looking around, I was looking for lobster. Lo and behold, I noticed something red and spindly, and it kind of looked like lobster. And the closer I got, I realized it wasn't lobster. It was shrimp. And here's how they cook the shrimp, or this particular resort anyways, prepares the shrimp in Cuba. They basically pluck it from the ocean. I swear they just put it in a pot and they boil it and it's cooked. (laughs) That's what they do. So it's just like the same way you cook a lobster. You basically, you take it out, unless you're preparing it for, you know, and you're buying it in a grocery store and it's just a lobster tail. Typically, if you cook a lobster, it's the whole lobster. They cook the whole shrimp the same way. So I'm looking at the shrimp and I asked 
the woman at the buffet. I said, is this cooked? And she said, yes, it's cooked. And here I am with this lobster, uh, this lobster, this uh, shrimp rather, staring at me, beady eyes and the feelers and everything. And I'm like, how am I going to eat this? How much of this do I eat? I'm like, I'm just going to eat it the way I eat regular shrimp, but I have to take it apart first. Anyways, I get it back to my table and my husband's stomach, first thing, my husband doesn't eat seafood. So his stomach was a bit queasy. He had had rum the day before. We'd been in the sun a lot, possibly some dehydration, plus the rum. And here I am with this shrimp with his beady eyes staring at me. And I said to my husband, I said, are you okay? (laughs) He said, I'm just not looking at it. I'm just not watching you. (laughs) So anyways, I take it apart. I eat it. I only eat the part that I'm familiar with, which is the tail. I left the rest of it because I didn't know, can I eat this? I don't know. I'm not going to try. And you know what? It was delicious. It was just, it was amazing. It was a little bit of work, but it was still amazing. So a little bit of shock value when I went to the buffet and I'm like, I'm going to have to work at this, but you know what? It was totally worth it. Totally worth the experience. And there are other shock values, by the way, that you could share. The last time we were in Cuba, previous to this most recent time, we went right into a, 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 a farm, a traditional Cuban farm, and we were allowed to put our hand right in what would be, I guess you would call it a a, a, a hive, a beehive. But the bees didn't sting you. They they were referred to as friendly bees. So you can actually stick your finger in and taste the honey. And it was really sweet and really good. And the bees didn't bother you, didn't sting you, nothing. Very, very interesting. But for some people who are afraid of bees, they think, oh my goodness, that's just not happening. I can't do that. A couple of pro tips for you. Number one, again, draw the parallel. Number two, look for the humor. Go for the shock value. Keep it positive. Keep it humorous if you can all the way through. Next time. We're going to be talking about doing something different, different experiences. What are some different experiences or different things that you can share based on your experiences and your travels as we continue part number five of I Just Got Back from a Trip to Cuba. Thanks for listening. And remember, get out there and own the platform. Thanks for listening to the Speaking of Speaking podcast. Fired up about something you heard today? Want to learn more? Be sure to visit carlspeaks.ca. And don't forget to follow Carl on Twitter at CarlRichard72 or join the Facebook group Speaking of Speaking. 